Hello and welcome to Adipod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. I'm Emilio Garcia. Today, we were in the ATA offices to talk about Donald Trump's latest scandal. Please enjoy the episode. So we're back in the ATA offices, and I'm here with uh, Satya and Brian. Yo! And we want to talk uh, today about, uh, well, just to begin with, about American politics. Donald Trump is in the news today, and we'll all be be shocked to learn that the media is calling him a racist. Oh my god, what? Clearly very unprecedented. That's very brave of them. Yes, yeah, no, no, they're they're, they're taking a a risk, really. They're really one racist. You know, I I rarely see the media criticise Donald Trump. Um, (laughs) He's he's clearly a darling of the media that always gets support and is never undermined at any point. Mm. This is shocking. Yeah. In fact, I'm I'm literally shaking right now. Well, a little bit of, of background. I'm sure everyone who's listening has heard what happened, but just to give uh, some background for those who haven't. <laughs> for the one guy living under a rock. <laughs> who like, doesn't hey, know what's going on. Who's We're thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> the Democrats started fighting with each other because Nancy Pelosi made a very sober point about the fresh faces of the Democratic Party, which is that none of them won with more than 14,000 votes yeah. in heavily blue districts. So it's actually not that spectacular that they managed to win. And the comment that she made that made everyone angry was they were they're just four people and that's how many votes they got. <laughs> so I never thought I'd laugh at a Nancy Pelosi joke. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They've turned her into a conservative just by comparison. Yeah. Six <laughs> months ago she was like an you know, a leader of the Marxist revolution. <laughs> she and now she's is, a but uh, she's not conservative. But this yeah, this just shows like the left eating their own, right? Yeah, that's right. Six months ago she was like Yas Queen, you know, she's gonna be the leader of the Democratic Party in Congress, mm. and now it's like, oh, she said a bad thing about right. people of color. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, these four in particular always go on about how, you know, it's what they do is minority representation, mm. and a minority of voters actually support them, a very small yes. minority. <laughs> so they're just living by their principles. This yeah. is true. So obviously, what happened next, they started going back and forth at each other on Twitter, and everyone was very excited. Were you know finally the, the Democrats are eating each other alive. Alexandra Ocasio Cortez called uh, Nancy Pelosi a racist. Not so many words, which everyone thought was just sweet justice, since mm. she not being a racist was called a racist. You know, you you reap what you sow. The girl who cried racist. <laughs> exactly, and then got eaten by the freaking wolf. <laughs> um, what happened next? People were shocked by it because it seems the Democrats are eating each other alive, yeah. and Donald Trump just had to get into the discussion. Now, we'll get into the implications of this. Obviously, it's not as simple as it seems. But he made a comment about the progressive congresswomen going back to the country that they're from. Three of the four uh, of the squad are American. Only one, Ilhan Omar, is from Somalia. And so, I mean, she she is American. She's American. She just was born in Somalia. That's right. But she can't, uh, she can actually go back to her country for. AOC and Rashida Tlaib and uh, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, they can't. Or they can just by staying where they are. So this obviously flooded the, the discussion of uh, racism, and that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue is is that, like always, everything bloody Donald Trump related, 
they read way too much into something, some pithy tweet that he puts out, right? So when he's saying, go back to where you came from, he, like, he's not, I don't think he's stupid enough to think that they're not from America. I think what he's saying is like, okay, you want to have these like, you know, Marxist socialist ideas around like free health care, even if you're not a citizen and this, that and the other. We'll go back to the countries that have those mm. sorts of things, right? Like if you're, if that's what you think is so great, well, that's not America. So go back to your cultural roots. Uh-huh. Now, I don't think, I don't, I guarantee you AOC cannot deny that she has cultural roots outside of America. In fact, it's some of the woke proggy bullshit that she campaigned on in order to get elected. Mm. Uh, well, firstly, I'd argue that a lot of this work probably shit originates from within America. Obviously, Marxism itself didn't, but uh, that's what point worth making. But there is some context missing from all this, which is what actually provoked him to say those things. Uh, firstly, I don't think it's a good idea for a president to come out. Honestly, I might get some flack from the for, from some on the right for this, but I don't think it's a good idea for a president to come out and use that uh, you know that that argument against an opponent that he just disagrees with. He should criticize them because their ideas are fucking stupid. Yeah. Not because, you know, they happen to have descent from a different yeah, country. Uh, with that being said, the context of all of this, right, is that he's accused them of divided loyalties to America because he said that they've made statements in the past that seem to, you know, brush off Al-Qaeda as not a problem, seem to brush off 9-11, uh, referring specifically to Ilhan Omar. Um, and I looked up what she actually said, and this is the problem that I have with Trump on this. He's someone who rightly criticizes the media for taking his statements often out of context, but he's done the exact same bloody thing. He pulled up this clip from 2013, uh, an interview, mm-hmm. where Ilan Omar was asked about, you know, how, how scared were people about Al-Qaeda and stuff? You know, mm-hmm. how deep is that hysteria? And she mentioned, she was joking about how a professor of hers, every time he'd say the word Al-Qaeda in a class about terrorism, he'd shake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she just, you know, poked fun at that in a very sort of, you know, slight flippant way. She wasn't saying Al-Qaeda is not a problem. She wasn't undermining that. I, I disagree, actually, with that. I don't think... So I saw that whole clip. What she does is she says, you know, this guy, my professor, thought, you know, he got very serious and somber when he said Al-Qaeda, ISIS, uh, or whatever. But, you know, we don't treat the American army with that same seriousness. We don't treat the UK with that seriousness. We don't treat... America with that seriousness. Right, so you're saying she was equating like the U.S. Army. She very yeah. overtly did it. It wasn't even. It wasn't even interpret. I mean, I think the only way in which you can interpret that another way is if you're looking to interpret it another way. Now, what he said, he misrepresented technically because he said that when she said ISIS, she puffed her chest out. That's not but, true. But she did compare Hamas, ISIS, and Al Qaeda to the U.S. Army. But Come but but is the full context that she was equating the two? Or was it that she was simply stating that why are we afraid of one, but we don't understand the others also powerful them because if she's if she's saying that the that there's no reason to treat Al Qaeda with a certain gravity, with more gravity rather than you do the UK or the US, I think that that's a pretty that's a comparison. Sure, I, I haven't I seen her go that far, but all right, she did, yeah. I think one of the things, though, is that we're actually falling into this same goddamn trap, which is that we're splitting hands over things that don't matter. Mm. I don't care what some useless uh, congresswoman who barely got elected has to say back in 2013, and I don't care what some stupid tweet by Donald Trump is. Mm. What I care about is, is he a good president? Is he avoiding bad things? And the overarching trend seems to be he's doing okay. Now, there are things that I disagree with him on. Mm. I like that he's trying to pull troops out of Syria. I like that he, at the last minute, didn't bomb Iran. 
you know, but like those are things that we should be focusing on. Yes. But instead, the whole media cycle, not just in America, but in Australia, who just gobbles this crap up, is going, well, what's the latest tweet from Orange Man? And what did that? these what did these four people that are irrelevant mm. say? Like ju- just on AOC, uh, people were losing conservatives were losing their crap about her getting elected, mm. and there was all kinds of stuff attacking her. And look, I'll, I'll admit I've posted a couple of AOC memes. Some of them are actually objectively hilarious, yeah. but she is this she's a straw woman that represents nothing. Mm. If she's this big harbinger of Marxist doom that everyone says that she is. Why does her website still reference her old congressman that she won? Where's the resources to change that website? If she has, if she has this backing that, you know, behind secret Marxists that we all need to be scared about, how come she can't even run her website properly? Right? Like, what, what conservatives are doing by losing their, their crap mm. at some random politician who doesn't matter mm. is they're actually building her up to then get the profile. Sure. In the same way that they built Trump up by saying, oh, he's an evil orange man and a rapist and a this, that, and the other. Right. But this is actually, this actually might be playing completely in Trump's favor. This might well, have, I mean, is. look, if I'm going to be completely charitable with Trump, and I, I don't think this is true, but it could be true. This is all done on purpose. Mm-hmm. He wants to make these four on the fringe far left of the Democrats into the face of the Democrats. He wants to present them as when you vote for the Democrats, you get these four who represent 3% of the country. And it's playing extremely well. You know, that press conference they did in the wake of those tweets, they're almost smiling because they were so happy to have all these cameras on them. And the one person who's lost out the most in all of this is Nancy Pelosi. She's trying to pull the Democrats closer to the moderate line. She's trying to make the party more like the party of, uh, you know, JFK. Um, And, uh, you know, Trump is now, you know, loving the fact that this is happening. He's not going to, he's going to maybe lose a few votes because of his unparliamentary language, Mm. but he's going to gain a lot more votes. From people now having a bad image of the Democrats as being as far down the line as That's they right. are. But again, it goes back to the original point, though, right? Is, is that by building these four people up who don't matter, you're you're creating the monster that you supposedly don't want, right? Like we're at a point now where every bloody Democratic candidate in the debates yeah. put their hand up and was like, "Free healthcare, even if you're not a citizen." That's like. Right. They're appealing to the what, Twitterverse. What, yeah, they're appealing to the Twitterverse, and it's like at that point, what what is the point of a nation? If you can just rock up and then just get things, mm. well, then what, what's the delineation between a citizen and a non-citizen? Well, right. there really isn't one. Yeah. Um, well, that's it, why I don't it, think and, that and they're playing into that. And, and, and it frustrates me because there are so many more bigger issues to focus on and they don't. Well, yeah. I mean, we didn't even really cover the fact that we basically almost went to war with Iran because uh, the because UK... Because I shot down a sky bar. No. This, this is, that was the first thing. Mm. The UK almost blew the entire... <laughs> Navy of Iran into the sea. What? Don't you remember? See, yeah, because no one covered it. Because no one like, covered it because AOC Donald Trump probably in an elevator. Because AOC made soup while she filmed herself and like said and some everyone lost their crap. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. No one cares about these things that happen, right? Because AOC danced on a building and isn't that stupid? Or Trump, you know, said good morning, good morning, and it was cloudy out. So you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fake news. Yeah, Trump said best. that. What was that one? Trump said that like the hamburgers could reach the top of the White House, oh my God. and the Washington Post had to fact check that. They did like a three hundred word fact check. Like, well, you know, uh, we looked up the average height of a Whopper. Oh my God! <laughs> right. It would barely reach the top of that room. It's like, okay. Um, I think the point is, first of all, I don't think it's a charitable uh, point that you're making about Trump. I think that it was very um, purposeful that he that he's trying to keep 
these four freshman congresswomen as the center point of yeah. the of the Democratic Party because I think that's exactly what Nancy Pelosi is trying to do. She knows they did it. So I don't know if you guys Nancy Pelosi is trying to Nancy Pelosi is trying to separate these four women. Yeah, I'm trying to cast them aside. So what happened was a, a poll was leaked that the Democrats did among white voters, middle income voters in key swing states, and they showed them the four Democrat Democratic fresh faces, and their their uh, perception of them was overwhelmingly negative. Mm. So they noticed that these women being so representative of Democrats right now is going to be detrimental to them. So they start to try to pick fights with them. I think quite strategically to make them seem more radical, more crazy, get them out of the, out of the mainstream. So what does Trump do? He says, I need to say, you know, not like I'm never going to be called racist again, might as well lash out at them. So that then they've got to defend these people. And it needs to be racially tinged. It needs to be enough for people to actually get outraged, say what an absolutely horrible racist thing to do. Everyone has to come to their defense. And once again, the Democrats are crowding around these four house members. And they're in the face of the Democrats again. I don't think he's doing it on purpose, but I do think that's how it's playing out. You don't think so? No. I no, I, I think like, the 4D testing is overblown. Yeah. No, 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 not 4D test. Chess. I think his strategists said, we have this poll. We know that the Democrats now know that these women are detrimental to their image. Possibly. We need to make sure that now that they're trying to separate themselves from them, we don't let them. This is actually quite similar to how, uh, you know, during the election here in Australia, you had Scott Morrison liberals consistently attacking Labour, saying you can't trust these guys because there are elements of this party on the fringe mm. who want to, for example, end, uh, you know, uh, turn back the boats, mm. which is now has overwhelming support across the country. Uh, even though most of Labour even have conceded that, look, we're not going to win on this policy. The fact that there's enough people who, you know, want to repeal the policy gives the other side enough grounds to come in and say, no, 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 look at these people at the extreme. Do you want to risk this? Do you really? You know, it's a very effective strategy. It is an effective strategy, and it goes back to a catch by now that is probably getting a bit old, but it's, you know, get woke and go broke. Yeah. And, and it worked for Scott Morrison. Uh, Bill Shorten lost the election to Labour by yeah. essentially not stamping out some of that fringe crap. Uh, and it'll probably happen in America with the Democrats. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the people that will win the election for Donald Trump probably isn't the Republican Party, it's mm. the Democrats. Yes. Uh, and... Which is why he won last time. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah, and they yeah. haven't learned from any of it. Like, they they just haven't learned any of it. They still bang on about Russia. Yeah. You have you have like unrepentant Marxist progressives like Jimmy Dore mm. sitting there going, "What are we doing talking about Russia? What like yeah. we want to beat Donald Trump, and you're still just being woke and attacking anyone that you know st that commits wrong thing." And yeah. I, I guess it comes back to the original point, which was this whole discussion about Donald Trump's a racist and he's his racist yeah. tweet, you know, and we need to condemn it. And there was like rumblings here about the government needs to condemn what Donald Trump said on Twitter. Kidding. No, I'm not kidding. And it's like, is he a racist? Well, I don't want to be Jordan Peterson here, but it's like, it depends what you mean by racist. <laughs> so like, my definition of racist is not someone who has a bit of colourful language and is, you know, in his 70s and from a different time. No, he's just from a different time. And he's an outspoken person on top of that. He's not a racist. He's just Donald bloody Trump. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm just, I am, you know, to uh, to do a little John Howard and the silent majority, I think they're just sick of, I don't care what he tweets. What I care about is what he's doing as the leader of the free world. Right. And what about, what about not scaling broke, uh, woke back mountain? 
yeah. as Maureen Dowd put it, who's very far to the left, saying this whole culture of trying to outwoke each other, trying to be the first to condemn this racist thing to seem either more woke or at least not gain the scorn of the wokes is just a game that's never going to be won. And it's something we were discussing some time ago. I don't win the game. Yeah, well, also, why is this label, which is oftentimes completely baseless, of racism so terrifying to anyone who's right, right of center? Pe- people, people are so scared of being labeled racist, and I get it. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm sure that I've made a joke or you know had some banter that people would consider, well, that's not okay. Mm. You know, but like, at the end of the day, I think the response to it shouldn't be to try and, you know, something that conservatives do right now is they actually play the game that the far left do. So they create their own oppression Olympics and they go, well, we now have Candace Owen, who's a woman of colour with conservative opinions. No, she's Candace Owen and she's good at articulating views. Her colour shouldn't fucking matter. Uh, you know, that's we always so talk about, like, the, the you know, uh, your character, not the colour of your skin. Yeah. Well, that's what we should be abiding by. So when someone goes, oh, what you said is problematic or what you said is racist, the response should be, no, it's not. Right. That's it. Finish there. Because the moment that a journalist or some Twitter goblin is sitting there saying you're a racist, they don't care about what your opinion is. Right. They don't care about what you have to say. They don't care about your point of view. They're trying to attack you. So don't engage with them. If they go, what you said is racist, and you know full well that it's not, your response should be, no, it's not. Right. Yeah. I keep yeah. in mind, if you've got politicians like these four, for example, who build up essentially their entire careers on coming out and saying, we are minorities, we are minorities. Yeah. We, it's so good that we no longer have a white man in this position. It's so good to have women of color. And they harp on, on and on and on. And you're pushing a more racialized society that is less colorblind, that is more and more aware of... creating the segregations that, yes. we, that we literally marched in the streets to overcome. Yes. Yeah, and look, if you, if you keep pushing this line, right, there are a number of people out there who are not you know, particularly race conscious. And as time goes on, they're thinking, you know what, I'm not just an Australian, I'm not just an American, I'm a white. Yeah. I'm being judged by the way people look at me. I mean, it happens to other people, it probably happened to me too. Right. And that's, that's provoking a back and forth. This is not what we want. We want to bring people into common ground. Right. And we want to, you know, when you put a message of anti-racism out there, it should be a message that separates the anti-racists from the racists. Not a message that separates black and white, because that's what the racists want. Yeah. Actually, I mean, you're the interviewer, but I, I might turn a question around sure. to you, and I'll play the less games. So, yeah. as a minority uh, from it's, it's south a, of the border, it's Latinx. As a Latinx, as a Latinx, are you are you sick of you know when a conservative wants to make a view mm. and they have to preface it? They go, look. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, but blah, 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 blah. Look, I'm not a racist. I just think that, no, I, I don't care. <coughs> what is your opinion? Right. What is your view? I'll formulate whether I think it's wrong and whether it's racist right. and full of hate. Yes. Just tell me your view. Don't preface it. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are sick of it. Well, everyone, I, I think, I think, well, there's a couple of things to this. First of all, premising that you're not a racist is not going to make the world It makes wrong. me think you might be a racist. First of all, that yeah. or do you really think that's going to make the woke mob come after you less well he said he wasn't one exactly <laughs> like come on like and, and even if you do say something racist promising it's not going to make it less racist mm. like i'm like hey i'm not a racist but black people are worse than white people that's racist that's racist that's like it doesn't matter how much that, I promise that it. by the way is what they're going to cut out and yeah just have <laughs> exactly <laughs> i don't think that just for the you know i'm not racist yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. i'm not okay 
Um, so that's one thing. And another thing is that identity politics breeds identity politics, yeah. which is to say the identity politics which we've kind of put on, on a pedestal is the identity politics of people that aren't white, essentially, mm -hmm. by demonizing white people. Now, if it's really anti-racism that we're after, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't even be a topic of conversation. But as you begin to, to push against, as you begin to have an intersectional coalition that's using a white person kind of as, a, as an enemy, the natural reaction is going to be to defend themselves, and then we're creating what we're fighting against, which is white identitarianism, which is also worse, which means not only are they being racist, which they claim to be against, but they're actually creating a very nice environment for the racism that they fight against to actually yeah, and, be created. And, 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 and on top of that, they're creating an environment where the opposition ends up playing their game and thus yeah. justifying all the crap that they've created. It is, I'm so sick of it. Mm. I want to hear your ideas because you have ideas. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care what your background is. Mm. I, I, I literally, I just don't care. If you're a good person, you're a good person. That's all I care about. The worst of all this is when uh, they start telling people, you know what, it's actually not enough that mm. you are not racist yourself. It's not enough that if you know you saw someone genuinely being treated like shit, you'd call it out. That's not enough. The fact that you were born white means that you're inherently endowed with certain characteristics. And therefore, you know, no matter what you do, you still have to accept the fact that you're different to me and that you're imbued with this special privilege that inherently is almost like original sin. It's worse. You know? It's worse than original sin because you can't opt out. If you go to confessional and confess to your sins or have a baptism, or like, you, there's a way out. If you're just a, a straight white male and you're in front of an atheist prog, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can never atone for your sins. Mm. You, it doesn't, it, like, it, there's nothing you can do. Right. Your inherent whiteness is just, you're the worst. You're, you're basically an infidel for probably. And remember, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? So if the implication is that you need a person of a minority background to represent that minority. Well, Why the hell would a white person want a person of color to represent them? Exactly. Now, exactly. you know, if someone like me, you know, eventually gets into politics, runs for a seat, for example, mm -hmm. I don't want fucking people to come out saying, oh, he represents the brown community. Yeah. I want to run for everyone. I don't give a bloody shit if I have more in common with you in terms of genetic material. That's right. If you're an Australian, I'm an Australian, I'm here to represent you. Right. Yeah. And I'm here to show you that I'm just as good or much better yeah. than whoever the hell the other person is. And he, he or she or it could be, you know, a purple head, half, you know, Chinese sphincter thing. And it doesn't Shut matter. Me. It's that, the content. That's your political career over. It's yeah. the content there of goes. their character <laughs> that yeah. matters, not the color of the skin. But you know what? I, 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 I feel like work probs have gone so far beyond the pale that even quoting Martin Luther King will be quote-unquote problematic or an alt-right dog whistle or something, right? Like, it, it, it's well, ludicrous. It is now there's not ridiculous. black enough. So this woman came out, obviously, oh, they, didn't, they didn't call it a racist uh, comment. I think it's probably the most racist comment I've ever heard, which it, well, probably not. The most racist comment I've ever heard in modern politics, which is, she said, I don't want black voices, black people to come here if they don't want to be a black voice. I don't want queer people oh, to yeah. come here if they don't want to be a queer voice. I don't want, so I don't want female voices. They don't want to be a female voice or whatever. Why can't they just be a voice? Well, that's the point. What they're saying literally now is rejecting kind of like the Candace Owens, if you will, of the world. Or, <sighs> but they're saying, if you want to be a minority in the political space, agree with us or you're not a minority. Mm. You're a bad minority. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, no you're an Uncle Tom. You're a soft shoe or a... Yeah. No one called this out. That's 
the most racist oh, coconuts. You can they make. use that here. Yeah, they use that here. Oh, yeah. They use coconut in America. They use, I think, Uncle Tom. Uh, Uncle Tom, or you can be an Oreo. Or a, or, or a house N word. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, a, or a soft shoe. Or, like, yeah. And, but it's very rude. What they're saying is literally know your place. Yeah, stay in line. Yeah, and it doesn't, does it, should it matter if it, if it's said by a white person or not? Of course it should. It shouldn't. If be. someone is telling you, because of your race, stay in your lane, that's incredibly racist. So, guys, we uh, wanted to talk about uh, another infamous billionaire, but alas, we've run out of time. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll definitely discuss it next time. Well, we've really been uh, for a while. Yeah, also, also, taxation is theft, just so we get a little bit of that. Uh, taxation is indeed theft. Yeah, just like Thanks for listening to Adipod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. If you care to know more about the ATA, visit their website, www.taxpayers.org, where you'll be able to see their mission statement, their projects, campaigns, objectives, and so much more. Remember, listening to the podcast is free, but creating it isn't. If you'd like to continue to see the Australian Taxpayers Alliance advocacy, please consider becoming a member or donating. You can do this on their website as well. This has been Adipod. We'll see you next time.